Good afternoon, all you uh, Overland family and friends. We are excited that you are here on the Overland Philosopher podcast. Now, I'm wondering if this is working here. Michael, are you here? I'm here, man. I'm here. All right. Well, I'm excited to have Michael Hyden from all over Overland with us here on the Overland Philosopher uh, podcast. Michael has become a very good friend of mine, and he has, uh, I don't know, we just kind of hit it off, didn't we? Oh, man. It was like like we were... We were taken away as babies and reunited. <laughs> In fact, more than one person has said how much we are alike, which is, which is kind of scary. Um, but, it should uh, be real scary for you. It's, <laughs> it's pretty neat. Well, anyway, I appreciate you coming on. I've been wanting to interview you for a while because you are the one that actually got me interested in doing podcasts from the beginning. And listening to your podcast is what, made me want to start doing this and i just wanted to tell you thank you i don't know if everybody that's out there listening thanks you but uh i just wanted to tell you thank you um well man i appreciate that 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 means a lot i mean you know i never i never thought anybody would listen to it let alone you know kind of get somebody to think maybe i could do that too so that's pretty cool right well i understand i understand well we haven't known each other very long we haven't. Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, we actually met on a private chat and you advertised your radio show on overlandradio.com. You kind of put a link in there and I didn't know much about it, but I remember clicking on the link and listening to it and I got involved in the private chat. Now the private chat on the radio show is very interesting. We have some, some characters on there. Well, and it's not even, let's clarify, it's not even a private chat. It's just, it's anybody that goes onto the website and clicks, go to the chat, gets to see everything. It's not, there's not, it's all open. There's nothing private. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely out there. It's definitely out there. Well, what, how it kind of all transpired was for a few weeks, I think it was maybe two weeks, you kept talking about this trip you were going on to New Mexico. (laughs) Yeah. And I kept hounding you and hounding you and giving you a hard time. And it ended up with me posting a few things about Joey's going with Michael on this New Mexico trip. Yeah. And uh, and I just wore you down and I just wore you down. And finally, I think you just messaged me and said, OK, they said you could go. <laughs> I I now I now know how every girl I've gotten to go on a date with me feels like. <laughs> just wear them down wear them down. down well um i i remember uh the week before we left i left to go to west virginia and that's when all the george floyd thing happened and riots yeah. and protests and i remember listening to the radio show while i was on vacation in west virginia and you started commenting on the things that were going on and Lee said something into the in the chat that said, uh, Lee said something, and I put in the chat, I said, I'm a police officer, you should have me on. And then you did, and that was my first time to be on the on the radio show. Yeah. And uh, we just kind of hit it off, and uh, it, it just went so well. And um, we just, 
anyway, I get back from West Virginia after traveling 1,200 miles and then uh, get in my car the next day at noon after spending less than 11 hours at my house, drive another 250 miles to your house, and that was the first time we met. Oh, yeah, starting off that trip. Yeah, starting that was, off uh, the trip. And then, and then we told you, hey, we're not staying here. We're leaving. Right. Right. After, <laughs> after all, all that driving, you're like, hey, let's go drive some more. Like, oh, I mean, I thought I was going to have a leisurely night in Oklahoma City. You'd show me around Bricktown or something like that. And little did I know that y'all were ready to go. And, and oh, well, here we went. So well, uh, really, uh, that we have to blame Lee more for that than anything. Well, it's, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's all Lee's fault it's all the time. All the time. Uh, actually, Lee has his own hashtag. It's Lee's fault. Yeah. I actually have that on my FJ. I don't know if you have it on your new rig or not, but you need to get it. Yeah, no, not, not yet. It's still on the Liberty sitting over there. So, <laughs> But I remember on this trip, uh, we were sitting down. It may have been the second or third day. And I sat down and uh, we had this conversation and I said, you didn't know me. (laughs) You didn't know me from Adam. In fact, all that you knew about me was me hounding you about going on this trip. Why in the world did you invite me? And you remember what you said? I would have done the same thing. That's exactly what you said. (laughs) That is exactly yeah, he said, I, I will never forget that. That was so funny. And I guess that just <laughs> that solidifies everybody saying you guys are just alike. I mean, oh, yeah. So it's it's pretty funny. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you from? Well, from Bethany, Oklahoma. So that's right here um, next to Mustangs where I'm living now. My daughter lives with her mom here. And so it just made sense to to be here. But I've just been in central Oklahoma all my life. You know, never okay. really. My parents took us camping a couple times, but, you know, we've been to Texas a few times, but we didn't really, we didn't, my family didn't really travel at all. Right, right. So, so yeah. uh, how did you get into overlanding then? It was a weird thing. So, like, my uncle's always been into four-wheel drive trucks, and whenever I was little, we watched the Fall Guy, and he had a Chevy truck just you know, kind of like the truck in the Fall Guy, 35-inch tires, you know, all that stuff. And so I've always been fascinated with cars and with off-road trucks. And yeah. I, I, I had a friend in high school that had a Jeep. And then I bought a Jeep while I was in college and did a couple things with the Jeep. Um, joined Trail Chasers, uh, which was a group here in Oklahoma City that would go on trip, trail rides and stuff like that. No camping, but just like trail rides then. I think they right. do camping now. Okay. Um, and then... Um, I started looking, I didn't have a four wheel drive for a long time and started looking for one just cause the, you know, the roads in Oklahoma suck. There's a lot of back roads that are, you know, dirt and it rains here a lot. So it could get muddy. And then if it snows, it gets icy and you could slide off into the road and maybe with four wheel drive, you get yourself out of the ditch. Um, right, so right. I got the Jeep Liberty, not really knowing that I wanted to do overlanding or off-roading or anything. And then I did the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. And I looked up Jeep Liberty off-road. And then I looked up camping off-road. And then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's that's very similar to me. You, you make a you make a few um, search searches out there, and then something pops up, and as soon as you click that, it's like instant addiction. Yeah, and uh, that's 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 kind of the way I started too. So, how did you transition from getting into to starting all over Overland? How did that start, and why? It happened probably really quickly after I discovered overlanding. I'd I'd been a backpacker, and like I said, I'd been you know I'd had four wheel drives in the past, so it just kind of it kind of fit together whenever I kind of understood you could do both. And when I started all over Overland, I wanted it to be a couple things for me. I wanted to learn as much as I could through it. I wasn't going to sign up for Pinterest, so it was like my Pinterest wall of overlanding. And okay. it would funnel everything towards one thing that I could always look at. You know, right. like I knew where this stuff was going to be. I could look at it. I could ask a question if people joined and maybe get answers. And the other thing is I wanted to connect with people all over the United States because if I wanted to go to Colorado, it would be so cool to be able to send a message to someone in the group that lived in Colorado to say, hey, look, I'm going to head that way. Um, where's a good place to camp? Where's, you know, not even this before I even understood what Gaia maps or any of that stuff was, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of, it really, the growth happened really, really, really fast. Um, especially in the beginning, um, because it was all set all over overland and not Oklahoma overland or United States overland. Right. I had, I had friend requests from Indonesia and, uh, the Philippines and, you know, Iran and just Australia, Russia. Like, it was just crazy. It was like making my mind hurt. Like, is this real? Did I, <laughs> did I mess something up? And yeah. now I'm going to get like all kinds of <laughs> spam and um, my money's going to be taken out of my account because I don't know <laughs> these people, you know, like all this stuff, like what's happening. Right. And, uh, and it ended up just being a much larger community than I ever realized. Right. You know, I've noticed that, that the overlanding community, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different groups out there. I mean, I'm probably a member of 50 different groups or more. Yeah, me too. And and some of them are, they have very specific titles. It's, you know, it's uh, rooftop tents or trailers or a specific area or something like that. And that was, that was very cool for you to think of that name to be all inclusive with everybody because I see posts on there about everything yeah, and, and people from everywhere asking questions and getting together just to, just to talk about everything overlanding. And I think it's a very, very cool group. Uh, yeah. I have a group of guys in Malaysia that do the off-road racing. Oh, wow. And so they'll post every once in a while. I mean, obviously nothing's really been going on right now with it, but they'll post every once in a while about some crazy, like, you know, the winches on the side of the truck and, you know, racing and jumping over stuff. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. And I have been invited to go there and hang out with them. And I'm like, dude, I, I mean, if you're playing for the plane ticket and all that kind of stuff, maybe, but I know get here and you can stay with us. Yeah. Well, that's, that's I can't never, get there. Uh, Malaysia <laughs> has never really been on my bucket list. So uh, that would uh, 
that would definitely be uh, something different than what I've ever thought of. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> Nothing I would ever thought that I would you know know but know anybody or you know have a place to stay if I went. It's just weird, you know. It's right. just, it became really really cool. Like I can probably pick certain areas of the world where I can find somebody and I can say, hey, I'm going to be there. And most likely they're going to be, you better come by. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're right. a country away, you're closer than you are now. So you better come by and see me, <laughs> you know, and that's just like with you and your wife. And of course, Bruiser coming through and, you know, you said, hey, are you home? I was like, yeah, come stay the night. And you're like, hey, yeah, let's do it. But that's yeah. all why I did this, you know, for right. the community part of it. Right. Yeah, I remember you getting excited. Uh, I mean, we were just sitting there just having a conversation and, and you just got overly excited out of the blue and <laughs> just all over yourself. And you were like, man, this is so cool. This is why I created all over Overland. And I thought, how awesome is that of you to want to give back to a community that you offer up your home for people just traveling through. And you're on a, you're on a major yeah, I forty thoroughfare from east to west. Yeah, and uh, it's a if it, it's a perfect spot because everybody gets tired of driving when they get to Oklahoma City. Yeah. No matter where you're from, you want to stop because that always seems to be right in the middle of everything, and um, it's a perfect spot. And I just thought that was so cool when you said that. Well, it was just one of those things when you were here. It just hit me that like. You know, that's why I got all kinds of giddy about it. And I was like, you know, this is exactly like everything. Like this has been going on for the last four or five years all over Overland has. Right. But it's been in this last, it's it's weird. It's been in this last nine months or so that everything that I feel like I've kind of set in place or the way I wanted to run my page where anybody can post, anybody can comment, you know, um, I don't restrict a whole lot of what comes onto the page. You can sell something. You can, you know, I mean, as long as you're not taking advantage of any of it, I'm fine. Right. Post right. post your show on it. Post your podcast. Your Because I want to see that stuff too. That's why I put it together. Right. You know, because it's not, I didn't want to say, hey, me, 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 look at this. I wanted to see what everybody else was doing. And I still want to see what everybody else is doing. Right. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool to to see. And not only do you have your Facebook page, but you have your All Over Overland podcast, which you mentioned to me uh, maybe as a week or two ago that you had that you hit a milestone in that. Yeah, I hit another one today. Sweet. What was it? Uh, I'm I'm eleven thousand listens. Eleven thousand listens and unbelievable and ten thousand of those listens came from right after the more expo okay. that was in february um okay. i think that for me that that lit a, lit an extra fire because i hadn't been real consistent and it probably even been a couple months since i had posted anything before that really and and i was able to do kind of what we talk about doing with the radio show is doing live spots, but I, we didn't have the radio. So I just had the podcast. So I was doing kind of like live spots on the podcast for like five minutes and then post that and then go hang around and see what else I could find, get some information, post that and kept doing that several times. And that's, it just exploded. You know, wow. I mean, not Joe Rogan exploded, like, don't get me wrong. 
Oh yeah. I think I think for the niche, the niche, niche, niche that we're in, I yeah. feel like I feel like I can say exploded. But like podcast overall, yeah, I'm still probably near the bottom of the barrel. But um, it's been fun. It's been a lot Man. of fun. Man, it's really cool. So it was back in the more expo was back in February of yeah. this year. Yeah. And so how did you how did you link up with Lee for the Overland Radio? So Lee and I had connected when he started doing the one Overland or or the Overland Meetup page. Okay. Um and so he said, "Hey, I've got this Overland Meetup page. Um I don't have it live yet, but I'd like you to look." I had I'd never met him. You know, he just reached out to me and he said, would you look at it? So I looked at it. So I had the beta page or whatever for a while, looked at it and we talked about it a little bit. And uh, and then he went live with it. And I was trying to do my best to help promote him and say, hey, like, you know, people, you go over to the meetup page and funnel them through, you know, all the different social media stuff that we have. And uh, and then he called me up one day and he goes, Hey man, I really, and I'd been doing the podcast and he said, Hey man, I really like the way you're doing the podcast. I want to do a radio show. And he had like, he had bought like 50 domain names already, um, for the radio. Um, and we started talking about it and I was like, look, I've always wanted to be on radio since I was a little kid. I thought that I would be on radio someday. And yep. never really pursued it. And so when he came up with that, I was like, I'm all in. Let's do it. You know, so and, and that's where we're at. You know, it's just slowly growing. You're going to you're going to have a show on there and trying to figure out how to do your show and um, yeah. and just learning from that. You know, we're just it's it's still young. You know, I mean, this started. Let's see. The podcast started blowing up in February. And I don't think that we had our first radio show until april wow i think it was april when we had the first radio show and so it's only been going three maybe four months then i think so maybe mid-march but i think it was the end of april and we were with we were with a certain software company and then lee found the one that we're on now and so it was probably it was probably a month or so of doing it with the old company. And then we started this new company that had better tracking for us. And I think, I think we're up in the 1200 ranking out of 12,000 radio shows. Wow. So I think uh, Lee said uh, last Tuesday when we were on, we were in uh, 12 or 13 States. We had listeners. Yeah. And that was, that was to the live show, which, yeah. You know, for people to take time out of their day at a specific time and, you know, we have the radio show on the uh, the Windows version phones, but we don't have it on the iOS. So it's not even on on iPhones yet. And yeah, so for it's them just to on take, the Android right now. Yeah. Just, yeah. For this for them to just take time out of their day and get on a computer or get on a uh, Samsung tablet or something like that to be able to listen. That's that's pretty good. I yeah, think in such a short time, I think it's really growing. Oh, I'm, I'm, and him and I get giddy and get blown away. And of course, you know, COVID, COVID probably has helped us in some ways and hurt us in others. Right. Um, helped us because, you know, people are kind of not able to do much. <laughs> so, right. so they're getting tired. Yeah. They've already watched all of Netflix. So right. now they're trying to figure out what's next to do. 
<laughs> and they've seen everything on YouTube. And, you know, I mean, it just kind of goes on. So um, I think that's helped us. And what's hurt us is we plan on being at every event, either myself, Lee, or the both of us. Um, right. Just about every event that was going to happen this year. And, you know, of course, they've all been canceled. Now, we've got Rendezvous in the Ozarks coming up that I hope still um, holds it together and, and we can do something with that in October. And then after that will be probably more expo again. So that'll be a full year cycle to when everything started getting, getting really positive for what, what's going on. Yeah. I think, um, you know, if everything planes out in 2021, I see, I see big things because if you bring back all of the, the expos and the natural state overland, um, and the rigs and coffee and all this stuff that we could be going to. Yeah. I just see it. I just, because like I talked with Lee the other day, exposure is the biggest thing uh, that you've got. And if people don't know about it, of course they're not going to listen. So people have to know about it yeah. and then try it. And then it's got to be good for them to want to keep coming back. And I just want to put out there your show, the all over overland show is on Tuesday evenings, seven central standard time so every tuesday at seven is when your show on overlandradio.com is yeah. also on the android app so we we should have the ios app should be coming out anytime and uh hopefully that that will that will come out pretty soon when we can get started on that but man you just had a major thing happen in your overlanding <laughs> lifestyle yeah um, you just got a new truck. I did. Um, I did. Now you are you're known. You are known for one that likes things that are a little bit different. Yep. Um, you had the Liberty and named it Rumble um, for a long time, and you know, I every time I talk about your Jeep, I have to specify that it was a Liberty because when you say Jeep in the overlanding world, that's not something people think of. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's just kind of like saying blue or purple. People are like, okay, whatever. <laughs> well, I remember uh, a couple weeks ago, I posted uh, a few pictures back of our New Mexico trip and, and, and talking to you about it, thinking that was the last, that was the grand finale Man. of Rumble. Yeah. And it was such a sad time uh, now for us to think about a happy time then, because what a great trip that was. Oh, it's a happy time because I made it home. Well, yeah, thankful, <laughs> so thankful. Uh, but I, I keep telling you that the rumble went out like Jerry Seinfeld. It went out on top. Yeah, you know, it went out. It wasn't going down to the store when it died. No, nope. it was. It was. It finished, started, and finished an epic overlanding trip. And then when you got it home, the dashboard lit up like a Christmas tree, and it just decided to kill over like my first dog i mean it was just it was done it was tired it was so crazy it was, like it, it was, was probably it was probably within 20 miles 25 miles of me getting home from that trip that all of those lights on the dashboard came on well <laughs> put that into perspective well, let me tell you the good Lord above was watching out after me. I prayed the whole way. I did. I prayed the whole way. 
not just for your rig, but my rig's got over 180,000 miles on it. Yeah. I pray for it all the time. You know, Lord, just get me home. Just get me home. But since that time, you put out there um, on all of your social media sites, what should I get? Yeah. What should I get? And people gave you recommendations. Oh, it was, it was all over. It was, it was, it was all over, all the, over place. the place. Yeah. All over the place. And you finally settled on a Nissan Frontier truck. I know. It's the super sexy pick out of all of them. Like, I get why it. The, why the Nissan Frontier? Well, I mean, it's cliche to say it's the biggest bang for the buck, but it, it really is. For, for the amount of money that I spent on a sub-50,000 mile vehicle with four-wheel drive, um, it has a rear locker, um, heated leather seats, which all of the heated leather seats and the radio, you know, they're nice, but they weren't anything that I was looking for. The locker and the durability for research and found out that it is basically tied with Toyota on reliability worldwide. Right. So, and it, and it had a few options already on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the one that I found had an ARB front bumper and, um, Oh gosh, I'm going blank. Stocko. Is it Stocko? Stacko? Stocko? Shocko. Shocko sliders and rear bumper or right. shock works. Something like that. Right. Now I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, and, I didn't buy them, so I, it's hard for me to like re remember what that is. But right. Yeah. And a big a big plus for you is the stereo system. Oh yes, because I love I love my music. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If you ever if you ever go on a trip with Michael, now he has uh, a brand new Midland um, Dude, I'm GMRS so, radio. I am so excited about that thing. I am so excited to see if you actually use it. Because <laughs> there was, Michael had this, was it a Balfang or something like that? I couldn't get it to work. Like, we, we couldn't figure could it out. Not, that, between the 28 of us on this trip, nobody could figure out how to get it on the right channel. Yeah. And, and it was just so complicated. And I'm... And every time we tried to call you on the radio, you never would answer. And it was well, just... you want to know you want to know why? Because I didn't. The real reason why I didn't answer. I mean, I use the excuse that I just want to listen to my radio, but the real reason why is because I felt like an idiot because that we were bouncing around so much that I would have to search for the the little walkie-talkie that they gave, <laughs> that you guys gave me to use since mine wouldn't yeah. work, which mine was yeah. a walkie-talkie anyway, but for whatever reason, it, it really came down, even if it was mine, I'd probably have done it too. I just couldn't get a handle on it. Yeah. Like, and so I was like, screw this. I'm like finally getting it and turning it, you know, like making it to where I can talk, you know, putting it up to my mouth and you guys are like five conversations down the road. So I was like, screw this, turned it off listen to the radio and and you guys were talking about like what picnic table you were going to use and what oh my gosh what blankets you us. were gonna you were gonna sleep that with that us. night that i mean it, it was like good uh, like <laughs> it was a little much <laughs> there was yeah, a lot was, of conversation going on when you have 11 lot, rigs and 19 yeah, it people just, it was unreal and in fact even on the first trip when we left your house going down where we stayed at the McClellan National Grasslands, some guys that were on their ham radios yeah. listened to us, and they were like three states over and conversated with me, and I was like, 
you know, if you guys would just shut up, we wouldn't have to listen to you and we could actually talk to each other. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's goods and bads with it, but now, and you have, you have a 40 watt, is that correct? Yes, that's right. And so the one I got from Midland is a 15 watt. So oh, hopefully, hopefully I won't reach those farmers again. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah. I'm learning, I'm learning more about this. You know, it's like got a repeater and okay. I mean, it's going to be fun. I, I, I haven't, good. I haven't even done my official unboxing yet. Oh, wow. It's, okay. I, I've cut it open. I've looked inside, but that's as far as I've gone. Okay. I haven't so opened other than the boxes the, um, inside. Other than the radio, what are your plans for your Nissan build as of now? Well, Aaron at Artemis Overland Hardware has a uh, rack for me that uh, I need to go and, and get. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it wasn't there at the Artemis Expo. Instead, it came on Monday, and we left Sunday. So uh, in that convenient, That's yeah, convenient, yeah, yeah. So it's a Lightner, it's a Lightner Designs uh, bed rack, and one of the reasons, and I went back and forth on camper or rack, right. and since I use, since I'm going to use, um, oh the the Frontier as a platform to 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 really study and find out about different gear and try different gear out. I thought I probably should go rack first because if I right. go camper and then rack, I'm just going to be mad at myself the whole time because right. I'm, I'm not going to be used to things being dirty and wet. And then now they're going to be dirty and wet. So um, I'd rather start off that way. But I, I'm really impressed with the, the Lightner rack because the top rails, this is why I got this one. The top rails will slide to the cab on a, on a sliding, on, on just a, like a slider that locks down, I guess. Mm. And, uh, and that way you can, you can haul some taller things. Okay. And still have the rack on the truck. Oh, that's cool. Now, that's cool. so it's a modular. Type yeah. Rack now, tent. whether or not I ever use that, because I'll probably be putting a rooftop tent on, you know, shortly after I get the rack. Um, so I don't know that I'll ever take the rooftop tent off or move big things or I don't know. But but I do like that feature. Um, oh yeah, and of course you know you can hook all the different things to it the the storage bins and the rotopacks and uh, oh yeah all the different things. So all the different things that make you look like a real overlander. Mall over overland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which exactly. is something you've coined, and I went yeah. ahead and made an Instagram account for it. Which well, I haven't I really tell. done anything with, but it I has a couple tell you pictures. How many times during the week I see brand new rigs with brand new gear that has never been used and never had the one speck of dirt on it. And it just looks like a really high class mall crawler. So, yeah. you know, I don't know, you know, these things go through my head and sometimes I have to capture them and sometimes they just go through without me capturing them. But the mall over Overland, I think is going to be huge one day. I mean, well, it's gonna I, I'm going to, I'm going to shamefully ask that anybody that sees one, take a picture of it. Send it to me through Facebook, Instagram, like whatever, or yeah. tag all over Overland, or not all over, mall over Overland, <laughs> because that's how you came up with that. You were like, all you got to yeah. do is put an M on the front of that, that's and we're it. like, whoa, 
that's yeah. awesome. I'm yeah. stupid for not ever thinking of that. Well, um, you know, but I think it'd be a great way to make fun of your friends rigged. Personally, I do too. I do too. You know, you know even if it does problem. go out all the time, just catch I it at the, the mall problem, and. Uh, <laughs> I have the problem with my wife being uh, a clean freak, and so she's constantly wanting oh, to my wash gosh. the FJ. And so before, I remember y'all making fun of me. When I got there, because my, my even my tires were shiny. I was about and, to mention it. Yeah. And while I was getting ready, she was out there washing it, spick and spanning it, putting armor all on the tires. And I said, babe, you're killing me. You're killing me because they're going to make fun of me as soon as I get there. Oh, and, and we did. Sure enough, sure enough, you know, I said, I'm going to be the very first person on Mall Over Overland. Oh, Dang man. it. I should have got a picture. I should. That's what I should have done. Oh, it'll happen again. It'll happen again. I promise. Yeah. Because it's sitting out there right now in the driveway with stuff and shiny stuff all over it and on the tires and wheels. So, you know, it, it's constant. It's constant. But um, anyway, overlanding has exploded in the last five years. Where do you see overlanding in the next five years? I think it's just going to get bigger. I, I think that. I think what's happening right now, and and it's hard to say in the next five years, and really it's probably hard to say bigger, um, because I think there's been such a huge growth this year in it, simply because a lot of people aren't going to take the plane, and they're they're not going to go to Disneyland, and they're not going to go to a lot of those popular places that are crowded. So what people are going to do, because they still... They still have the urge to travel. They still have the urge to wander, which is what they're doing. If, even if you're going to um, a popular destination, you're still wandering around, just like what we do, um, but in a different area. You know, We want to be away from people and stuff like that. So yeah. I think what's going to happen is more people are going to start going to their state parks and their national parks. And I think you've seen it in sales of rooftop tents. You've seen it in sales of all of the gear and even the advertisements that you see. I mean, Kia's getting into it. Right. You know, um, yeah. and, and a lot of companies are, are expanding, you know, the market and expanding what inventory they are trying to. Inventory is kind of hard right now because everybody's buying it. And of course, let's face it, a lot of stuff comes from China. So we're not getting a lot of that stuff. But I see this big growth right now, and if it holds, I don't know. Even if it declines a little bit, I still think that what's happening right now is unprecedented in for the outdoor world because people feel like they're they're freed up to be able to go explore the outside. Um, it, it's safer. Yeah. There's distancing. You're in fresh air anyway. Right. And we still want to escape our homes to go somewhere. Right. So I, I, I think uh, the gear is cool. Yeah. And people are attracted to that. Yeah. And plus, I think that uh, overlanding in general encompasses everything from adventure motorcycles to people who actually have campers to people who have um you know, the, the big gigantic land roaming rigs. I mean, it's all inclusive uh-huh. that there's, there's so many different people that are out there and they're, they're just attracted to how cool the gear is. And even you can even see the, 
um, the car manufacturers. You know, when Jeep came out with the Patriot, uh, um, the Gladiator, I mean, um, and now Ford's come out with the Bronco, and they are really pushing that towards the overlanding community. Yeah. And um, as long as that holds, I think it's going to stay around for a long time. Now, I do think that there are a ton of people who are buying stuff now, and we're going to see a lot of used yeah. equipment in the next year. You're going to get a lot of good discounts. <laughs> a lot of these people that we're going to be posting on Mall Over Overland, uh-huh. uh, they're, they're going to have their stuff for sale because they're used to traveling in their 55-foot RV and having the air conditioner and, and all this other stuff, and they're going to like, this, this crap ain't for us. Well, and, and here's where I'm going to agree with you, but I'm also going to disagree with you at the same time. I've kind of been saying that for the last several years, oh, rooftop yeah. tents, and you yeah. don't see very many good used rooftop tents. You're right. You don't. You know, you'll see some trashed out rooftop tents because they've used them, you know, 100 days out of the last, you know, 200 days. Yeah. Right. Um, but you don't see clean, not used... <laughs> equipment right. out there for sale and i thought you would right. have before the only COVID hit. the only ones you see are the the cheaper ones and people like it because they have upgraded, upgraded. Yeah. yeah 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 you got any trips in the near future planned you know what i don't have anything nailed down right now i think you and i need to go to kansas because it looks like jason well, harris is having a blast goodness. he uh he has posted some pictures in the last couple of days and and you think of kansas as nothing but corn and and corn i mean yeah. that's just it and uh there's some things in kansas that well you know the the world's largest ball of twine is also there i'll and skip so, it skip it not not know if you've ever seen that <laughs> it's 200 miles from anything but i've been there oh I've wow there. oh wow been there. so uh yeah man he has posted some really cool things uh, i know we're planning on being at rendezvous in the ozarks yeah. as long as it happens we're going to be up there and I'm real excited about that. Now, tell me personally, Uh-oh. what are the things that you see, whether on social media or in person or at events, what are the things in the overlanding world in the community that you love and the things that you hate? The things in the community that I love and I hate? Yeah. Wow. So you're going to get me in trouble. The things that the things the things that I love are the community and and the photography that I see in the overlanding. I'm a photographer, and yep. so whenever I see like I I love that Instagram's around. Um, I'm all about the gram, and I love that people are all about the gram because I'm a storyteller, and I want right. to share. I want to share my experiences. And even whenever I was um, full-time professional photographer, you know, we, we, we viewed ourselves as storytellers because right. we were capturing memories or we were telling a story about what was happening in your child's life or your high school senior, what they were into. And when you're photographing a wedding, you know, I'm not just there, not the, just there to document. I'm there to tell the story of what happened. Right. Um, and so that's what I like about the overlanding love the YouTube channels. I'm obsessed with several, um, podcasts the same way. Um, so I love that part of it. What I hate is 
I'm, I'm not going to say the words that I want to say. Trail bullies. Okay. I, I don't like trail bullies. I don't like people that tell somebody that their picture looks like it's oversaturated or that they're three inches off of the trail on the grass and they're calling them out publicly on social media. So I don't like that aspect of social media, that there are people that are trail bullies and, uh, and, and try to try to ruin somebody's day basically instead of like, and if, and if they're legitimately doing something wrong, send them a private message and just say, Hey, look, I don't know if you were aware or there's some of us that, you know, we, we just kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you put it because no matter what you do, you're probably going to upset somebody, but at least you're doing it privately and not publicly. Right. I get you. There's a lot of self-appointed critics out there in the world. Oh yeah. And uh, they just fly all over me too. So wrapping up everything that we've talked about, um, absolutely love you as a person, love you as a friend. Uh, I have much respect for you and, and, and what you're trying to do. And what I would like to know last of all is either you or through your all over overland. If you got to say one thing to the overlanding community, the overlanding world as a whole, what would you say? What would you want your message to be to everyone out there? Man, it's easy. It's how I I end all of my shows. It's my tagline. And it's just go all over. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, join Michael and me uh, every Tuesday, along with Lee, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time on OverlandRadio.com. Check out Michael on Overland, on all, all over Overland podcast wherever you get your podcast check him out on facebook instagram he's all over the place michael thank you so much thank you man love you guys thank you so much such a great time uh really appreciate you i can't wait till we get together because we always have an amazing time we do all right brother we thank you everybody out there get out see something you haven't seen we don't have time a lot of time left. We're never guaranteed time. So take time to get out there and see something that you haven't seen. Get outside. Enjoy the outdoors. Enjoy the refreshing thing that it brings to us. And this is the professor. We're out. We just got back from Artemis Overland Hardware's Expo 2020. Aaron at Artemis wanted to give back to all of his customers for for supporting him in this business. Since COVID hit, Aaron has done really well. People have been ordering online. He just came out with his new website, ArtemisOverlandHardware.com. Whatever you need, rooftop tents, extraction tools, hatchets, lights, ground tents, kitchens, cook stoves, whatever you need, Aaron has it at ArtemisOverlandHardware.com. Check it out today. Give Aaron a call. I guarantee you he'll set you up with whatever you need to get going, whether it's outdoors, overlanding, whatever you do. ArtemisOverlandHardware.com. Overland Hardware.com.